The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests. Hello, and welcome to episode nine of Two Millennials One Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Gable. And I'm Abby Richmond. Ah, Abby's back. Did you enjoy your week off, Abby? I didn't really get a whole lot of rest, and I was excited to sleep a lot over spring break, but I had soccer practice, so... Well, welcome back to the pod. We're glad to have you back. I missed it. All right, today's episode, we're going to decide once and for all if Abby's really a millennial. That's the number one question we receive about this darn show. I hope so, because if not, we'd have to like change our whole thing. That would be unfortunate if I wasn't a millennial. Before we get too far into this, I would encourage you all to subscribe to this podcast if you enjoy it. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, every podcast app we're available. Please like our show, check us out. You forgot SoundCloud. Oh yeah, and we're also on SoundCloud, and we're coming up on our 1,000th listen on SoundCloud. Kind of exciting. What an event. It will be. All right. So the reason we get this question so often, I'm sure, of whether Abby is truly a millennial or not is because Abby was born in the year 2000. Am I correct in that? Yeah. All of the research I did prior to creating and releasing the show said that anyone born from 1980-ish to 2000 was considered a millennial. So we start making the show. We had the title Two Millennials, One Podcast. And a few weeks ago, Pew Research Center who I guess is one of the big players in deciding when generations start and stop, came out and said, Millennials are explicitly defined as those born between 1981 and 1996, which is problematic. I've never heard that cutoff before. I've always heard, like, the late 90s. Nor have I, and that was not the cutoff that was used in all of the research I did before we decided to name this show. If the research had told me that you were not a millennial, we wouldn't have called this Two Millennials, One Podcast. Yet, it said you were a millennial, so we called it Two Millennials, One Podcast. But now Pew's coming around and saying, no, Abby, you are not a millennial. Do you feel cheated? I feel hurt and left out. I concur. (laughs) This grand podcast we have has now been cheapened. Thank you, Pew Research Center. So we have basically two options. We either rename the podcast One Millennial, One generation z which is not as good, or we submit Abby to the true test of millennials. Basically, this falls under things only kids that grew up in the 2000s will remember. Oh no. Okay. I hope I'm like culturally aware enough to be (laughs) able to pass this. I hope so too. These are true questions that only a millennial could get for the most part. There are some that have seeped into current memes, if you will. Uh, But for the most part, if you're able to answer most of these, I would say you are an honorary millennial. Good. I like that. I should get a certificate. I bet we could print one off for you. Just an interesting fact here, along with this Pew Research thing that they released about the millennial generations, uh, they also designated those born between 1997 and the year 2000, which would be you, as the YZ cusp, because you are directly in between the end of one generation, the beginning of the next. So you are a cusp, Abby. Yeah, like I feel like I should belong somewhere. I don't like that. It's like you're being left out, squeezed out of the generations. <laughs> That was me crying. Indeed. (laughs) But all that being said, we're about to administer the test to see whether you are a millennial. And I'm excited. You ready for the first question? Let's do this. All right, Abby. Question number one. And I compiled these questions from the, the World Wide Web regarding things that millennials would probably remember. Number one, who sang the song Skater Boy? Avril Lavigne. Boom. Checkmark number one. 
Abby Knows Who Sang, Skater Boy. Do you enjoy that song? I do. Oh my gosh, that was my jam. I also like a lot of her other songs too, because that was me when I was younger. Like, man, I want to be just like her and like put eyeliner underneath my eyes and dye strip my hair pink and... She was the girl. Did you uh, start rocking an ironic tie like all the girls did when that song was released? Oh my gosh, no. I was I was not a part of that fad. That's good. Uh, I remember when that song came out, I was in middle school and like all of the sudden girls are wearing ties and the hardcore eyeliner. It was a weird time. <laughs> Classic. Speaking of Avril Lavigne, do you know about like those conspiracy theories that Avril Lavigne died and was replaced by someone? Have you heard these? Oh, yeah. There's some weird, freaky stuff on the internet. If you are super gullible, you'd probably believe that she, in fact, did die. They have like some pretty believable reasons to explain why Avril Lavigne died. Oh, no doubt. Like I said, if you are a overly gullible person, you probably think she's dead. You never know. That's true. And that brings me to another point. We should do an episode on conspiracy theories at some point. I would be so down. All right. Question number two. What show did Ashton Kutcher host on MTV? Oh, no. I don't know this one. Let me hold on. Hold on. Let me think. Just kidding. No, I don't know it. Good old Iowa boy Ashton Kutcher had a show on MTV during the early 2000s called Punked. Oh... Dang. Okay, so I know of the show. Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting show. I mean, obviously, it's called Punked. He would pull practical jokes on celebrities and uh, get people all upset and riled up. But yeah, that was where old Mr. Kutcher was at before Two and a Half Men or whatever he's up to now, marrying Demi Moore, stuff like that. Oh, psych. He divorced Demi Moore, did he not? Yeah, I don't know. He's like with Mila Kunis now, I think. Yeah, I think that's correct because they're all over Twitter being happy and saying that they were in love from the start. Oh, that warms my heart. I don't like shows like that, though. They make me feel bad for the people getting pranked. Because, like, I would feel so awkward in that situation. Oh, no doubt. There were some instances on the show where the celebrity did not realize they were being pranked, and they, like, flipped out, started breaking things. And it's worth probably getting on YouTube and typing punked freak outs or something like that. That's sad. <laughs> Most people will be, like, absolutely laughing hysterically at shows like that, but I can't. Well, that's good that you weren't exposed to that then. <laughs> All right, you're, uh... One for two here so far. Here's question number three. Who were we encouraged to vote for when we watched Napoleon Dynamite? Pedro. Ah, very good. Vote for Pedro. I think I've only actually seen that movie like maybe once or twice, but I can get a lot of the references because my middle school best friend was obsessed with that movie. Very nice. Yeah, that is a quintessential corny movie that everyone quotes. Tina, you fat lard. Exactly. Tina, you fat lard. I don't know, build or a kick or something, and all, just all of those quotes. <laughs> Good job. Vote for Pedro. Very nice. You're two for three. Crushed it. Number four. What does ASL stand for? What? I'll give you a hint. It had to do with instant messaging. What does ASL stand for? Oh, no. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, I can think through this. Nope, don't know. ASL, back in the day when we first started getting like Yahoo Messenger, AOL Instant Messenger, MSN Messenger, when you were talking to someone you didn't know, you would type ASL question mark. And that's, oh, yes, yes, yes. Age, sex, location. There you go. Age, sex, location. Do we give that one to you? Uh, I don't know. 
All I needed to know was the, like if you didn't know the person. That's what set you off? Yeah. Okay. I'll put a squiggle. We'll maybe come back to that if we need to uh, break a tie or something. Did you ever have to use that or were, did you grow up in a point where the talking to people you don't know on the internet was not really happening? No, I think for the most part that like you could figure it out other ways because they have profiles on all the things that I'm using. So you didn't have to ask. So you could pretty much figure it out. Sure. There were like those weird people that randomly messaged you on kick and like say creepy things like that so you do have experience with it yeah okay fair enough all right that brings us to question five what popular website could you play games adopt a pet and buy virtual items several different games there's like neopets or ding 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 yep you got it 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 was neopets okay did you uh play neopets so i kind of did My older cousin was like obsessed with things like that. So everything like Pokemon, Neopets, things like that. So she would be playing it and I would go over to their house and I would like wait so long till she got off the computer so that I could try and play and see if I was as good as she was. I did play, but I wasn't very into it because I didn't have a computer at my house yet. So I had to wait at my cousin's house to play. Interesting. When did you get your first computer at your house? Like what year or how old were you? Do you remember? We probably had computers a lot earlier than most of the kids that I know because my mom worked at the IT department at Truman and so we got to like test out all the other computers but I wasn't always allowed on it especially to play games and things so like I don't really remember I was probably really young I was probably like eight or nine fair enough I figured you would have you were in the band of children that have pretty much had computers their entire existence yeah I was five when my family got their first computer it ran Windows 95 it was a piece of junk but back then it was really cool did you have like the World Wide Web when did that become a thing? Oh yeah, we had the internet. It was dial-up. It took forever to get on. That was at the time when if you were on the internet, you couldn't use the phone because the internet came through the phone line. And oh, weird. if you go to the right place online, you can see some old archived web pages. They look terrible. And that's what the internet was like back when I was a youngster. I remember having to wait like forever for YouTube videos to play. And you would just like be sitting at the computer waiting to show your friend this song or whatever. <laughs> and it would take... 10 minutes. Yeah, so similar experience, except in my adolescence, it wasn't YouTube videos. That was the entirety of the net back then. All right, Abs, you're three for five. I won't give you the ASL one in retrospect. Dang. That's okay, though. Question number six. Who is Mr. Feeney? Uh, the principal from uh, uh, Boy Meets World. Very good. I'm happy you know that Mr. Feeney was indeed the principal on the show Boy Meets World. Was he the principal or was he just a teacher? Mr. Belding was the principal on Saved by the Bell, but was Mr. Feeney just a teacher? Mr. Feeney started as a teacher. Uh, he eventually like worked his way up such that he was following the characters as they aged, and he followed them all the way up through adulthood. Uh, so he, he had oh. multiple roles on the show. Gotcha. You watch a lot of Boy Meets World or Girl Meets World? You familiar with any of those? I haven't seen any episodes of Girl Meets World, but I know it exists. And like, I didn't watch Boy Meets World a lot when I was growing up, but it was one of those things like it was on late at night as a like rerun situation. All right. That brings us to question number seven. Who loves orange soda? I do, I do, I do. Ooh. Can you tell me who said that or what show that was from? (laughs) No. Can I take a guess? Do guesses count? Sure. No. My guess is going to be wrong. Just go for it. Let's hear it. Is it Fez from that 70s show? That's a decent guess. 
It is not Fez from that 70s show, though. Dang it. The connoisseur of orange soda that millennials would recognize is Kel from the show Keenan and Kel on Nickelodeon. Oh. Yeah, see, I didn't get to watch that one either. I know it, the Good Burger sketch. Or that's a TV show, isn't it? Yeah, that was from All That. The same guy, but from a different show. Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't watch. I didn't watch that. That's a shame. What's the earliest Nickelodeon show that you remember watching? Is the Amanda show on Nickelodeon? Sure is. So yeah, probably that. Because I wasn't really allowed to watch Nickelodeon very much as a kid. Too corrupting? Yeah, Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. It was pretty much just Disney Channel for me. And Boomerang. Of course. Wholesome Disney. Classic Disney. So the Amanda show, somewhat related to your inaugural Nickelodeon show, uh, Amanda Bynes was originally a cast member on the show called All That, the sketch comedy show that Nickelodeon had. And the spinoffs of All That were things like Kenan and Kel and the Good Burger movie, as well as the Amanda show, which went on to spin off to Drake and Josh. And then was there another one after that with a sister? iCarly iCarly. Uh, did that end or are they are they still going? I stopped watching Nickelodeon long ago. I think it's over. All right. iCarly's over. So, okay. So I watched a lot of the Amanda show and I make references to it and no one my age knows what's going on. That is really sad. So I don't know if that's just a me thing or what, because I'll be like, it's time for Amanda's jacuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I know or that. I make the knock knock jokes. Oh, like knock knock. Who's there? Possum. I'm going to hit you in the head with a possum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I could make those jokes as well, and no one would know what I was talking about either. This is why I'm suspecting that you are more millennial than Pew is giving you credit for. Next question. All right, I'm counting up your total right now. Not a lot. You are four for seven going into the eighth question. Hmm. Question number eight, I imagine you're going to get because it has been memed uh, rather heavily of late. Somebody once told me. The world. Wait, what am I? Is that, am I supposed to just finish it? Yep. Oh, no. I don't actually know the exact words. The world is gonna... Is it roll me? No one really knows. I mean, I'm sure someone knows, but when everyone sings that, everyone sings something different. But you will get credit for that question since you were able to at at least sing the next part. Shoot, I want to know what it is now. Oh, I haven't the slightest idea. Somebody once told me the world was gonna... It's, It's roll me. I just looked it up. Yep. I was right. It's roll me. All right. We have clarified it for the masses. Roll me. Can you tell me the next line? I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. Yep, you're definitely getting credit for that one. Did you know about that song prior to it being memed so hard? Oh, yeah. I don't even know the memes you're talking about. You're kidding, right? No. Oh, man, there's this guy on YouTube. He'll, like, start playing a song that you'll recognize and then start singing the words to that song instead. I don't know. That song's just, like, weirdly mocked right now. I'm, I'm surprised you aren't aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. All right. You are five for eight. Last two questions. Number nine. Name the famous flip phone that was made by Motorola. The Razer flip phone. Very good. Did you have a Razer? Were you exposed to that greatness? I did. Did you really? Yes. Oh my gosh, me too. Yes. Me and Ian shared it. It was our first phone and I was nine years old. Nice. And at first it didn't have like service. We were only allowed to carry it because you could call 911. That's fantastic. I am happy that was your first cell phone. (laughs) I enjoyed it. I could type like a beast on it too. I was really fast. Yeah, that fast texting, that's a lost art. There used to have competitions of people having flip phones and see who could text the fastest. That was a thing. 
you could like do that T9 thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the predictive text. Yeah, did you ever use that? Yeah, I was anti-T9. A, because I'm a hardcore hipster, and B, that was a dangerous tool. It would remember the weirdest things, and then if you weren't paying attention and you were texting fast, that was dangerous. Well, I didn't ever use it because I don't think it was accurate. It was bad. The early predictive texts were terrible, no doubt. Yeah, the kids these days, they don't know how lucky they have it with their, their text prediction. It used to be a pretty rough go with those early cell phones. We've moved on. We certainly have. I will say the Razer was probably the worst cell phone I've ever had. I did not like it at all. I loved it. Do you think you love it just because it was your first and you look back on it fondly? I don't know. I didn't like my slide phone because after a while, the, I don't know what you call it, but the like groove that it would run in would get so worn down that you could slide it off of it. So your phone would literally come apart. That's rough. So, like, I would rather have a flip phone than my slide keyboard phone, but you could type a lot faster on those. True. Yeah, that was a design flaw on those slide phones. I saw that one coming. I never owned a slide phone. I gravitated to the touch phone right after my Razer. Whoa, what? Yeah. How long did you hold on to your Razer phone? Quite a while. The Razer phone was a replacement for a flip phone that I actually liked that got rained on. <laughs> And completely destroyed. So I got the Razer. I held on to it for a while. And then I got the LG Prada. Is that the pink one? Oh, no. No, no, no. Dang it. It was a little rectangle phone with like a three-inch touchscreen. And it came out right before Apple's iPhone, which blew everything away. Had a touch phone after that, and I've never gone back. What did you have after your Razer? You had the slide phone after the Razer. Then what came after that? Okay, let me think. Okay, so I had a red Razer and then I had a black slide phone, I think. I feel like I'm missing one in between those, but I don't know. And then I had a, it wasn't a Blackberry, but it was shaped like a Blackberry. Hmm. So I think it was like a Samsung Freeform or something like that. Interesting. Then I got a touchscreen and I was psyched about it, but it was one of my mom's like hand-me-down phones and it was like a, a Motorola touchscreen. So it wasn't even a good one. It was before the Moto X. I mean, how could we blame you? You were so impressed with the Motorola Razor that you were like, man, I bet they make good touch phones too. No shame. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number 10 of the definitive is Abby a millennial quiz. So far, she has answered six of the nine questions correctly. So I'm passing? You are passing. You're at a 66%. <laughs> Just where I like it. Question number 10. The main character in the show Rocco's Modern Life is what kind of animal? I don't know. Is Rocco a dog? Good guess. He kind of looks like a dog. Yeah. Hold on. I don't even know what you're talking about. Have you never seen Rocco's Modern Life? I feel like once I look it up, I'm going to know what it is. Okay, so I, I was right in the show I was thinking of. I've never seen this. He definitely looks like a dog. If you can find any Rocco's Modern Life anywhere online to stream, that is worth a watch. That is a hilarious little cartoon. Ew, what is he? He's a wallaby. A wallaby? He doesn't even look like a wallaby. Yep. <laughs> He's an Australian wallaby. And he has a friend that's a turtle and a friend that's a heifer who's named Heifer. What is this show? It's worth a watch, Abby. You should check it out. Do you know that show that was all about kids who surfed all the time? Like Rocket Power? Yeah, that's it. Okay, I've been, I've been trying to think of it. Yeah, the surfers and skater kids? Yeah, because we were talking about old shows that everybody forgot about. And I said 16... And then this show, but I couldn't remember what it was called. And everyone was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's a good one. 
What other old shows did you come up with? Well, do you know 16? Uh, I do not think I do. What channel was it on? Cartoon Network. They all worked in the mall, and one of them worked in this lemon-shaped lemonade stand. It's just like the number six and then teen, I think. Interesting. That may have been after my time. I don't feel like maybe it is. People were saying Kim Possible, and I was like, everyone knows Kim Possible. Danny Phantom, Jake the Dragon... What was that? You lost me on that one. I think it's Jake the Dragon Slayer. No, American Dragon Jake Long. That's it. Was that a Cartoon Network show? No, it was Disney. Mm, yeah, that's why I missed that, I guess. Were you aware and around for Dexter's Lab and Powerpuff Girls and Courage the Cowardly Dog? I'm not allowed to watch all of those. Right. Disney only. Man, what was on Disney that was worth watching? Nothing. <laughs> they had some decent original movies. Halloween Town. Oh, yeah. Luck of the Irish. Loved those. Yeah, I feel like you would have rocked this millennial quiz a little bit more if you were allowed to have watched the channels that uh, were more popular in the 2000s than Disney Channel. Yeah, this is rigged. All things considered, though, you answered six out of the ten questions correctly in the definitive millennial quiz, which, according to basic mathematics, means you passed. Good. I'm all for those passing grades. Yep. D's get degrees. <laughs> So there you have it, folks. While Abby is not an official millennial, and we can admit to that because we're secure in our podcasting, she got six out of 10 correct on the definitive Are You a Millennial quiz. So I'm going to call that good enough. I will print off a certificate. I will present it to her, and we will continue this podcast under the heading Two Millennials, One Podcast. Sound good? Sounds great. Glad we determined this. All right, Abs, uh, you got a song pick of the week for us? Okay, so I've really been on this, like, sad music grind so i got into a band called the bleachers which i thought their song was a lot more popular what's the one that's like really popular you know what i'm talking about bleachers absolutely so i really like wake me and you're still a mystery both by them so i think those are my picks for this week i'm surprised you went with bleachers for sad stuff well they're not like it doesn't sound sad but the lyrics are kind of sad. Okay, I'll agree to that. I was going to go with either Poison or Aware by Front Porch Step, but those are all like really sad. True. My song pick of the week, I've been jamming out to that Matt Mason song, Cringe. Yes. The stripped version or the regular one? They're both great. I just was watching him like perform it live in front of a bunch of people as well. That is just a, a good song in every possible iteration. And it gets stuck in your head too. Exactly. Such a good tune. I hope our listeners like have a playlist of all of our song picks of the week and just jam out. That would be cool. Uh, I know of no one that listens to them. Me either. <laughs> all right, folks. Thanks for checking us out for episode nine of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you do, again, please subscribe. Spread the word. Hope you check us out next week for the big episode 10. Have a good week. We'll be seeing you. Peace. Peace.